say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wednesday, April 27, 2022. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. And I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mahi City here in Denver, Colorado. And we are back for another week of talking sports with a dose of common sense. Hey, happy Wednesday to you. I hope your week is going well. Hope your week is off to a good start. Whether you're in school, whether you're at work, hope things in your life are going well right now and that you're staying healthy. We are happy to have you here with us today. And I'm telling you right now, we have so much to get to today. We don't even really have time for like pleasantries. We need to jump right in because we have a jam-packed show for you this week. We've had a number of things taking place in sports news recently. First up, let's just jump into college basketball. After 21 years and two national championships, Villanova head coach Jay Wright announced his retirement. Did he do it in the self-absorbed way that Mike Krzyzewski did at Duke? Get a big farewell tour? Have the big going away tour? No, he didn't. He just quietly walked away. Now, get ready for Jay Wright's name to come up for literally every coaching vacancy in the next five years. Staying in college hoops, Kentucky Wildcats hoops player Oscar Shibway announced last week he's going to return for his senior season in Lexington, despite the fact he would probably be a lottery pick in the NBA. But we all know why. Because his name and likeness money is going to be more than he can make in a rookie NBA contract. And thinking of that, it is no wonder why guys like Jay Wright and Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams and Lon Kruger have retired recently because they don't want to deal with the name and likeness stuff. They don't want to deal with all the transfer portal stuff. It's a non-stop circus of nonsense. It's no wonder they're leaving. Let's see. What else did we have going on over the past week? Oh, yeah, the NBA playoffs have been insane. The Phoenix Suns are in a dogfight in their first round series. Now with Devin Booker out, we'll see if they can survive. The Brooklyn Nets got swept out by the Boston Celtics. And Ben Simmons is officially the poster child for the millennial generation. He sat out the entire time, never played, said it was his back, said it was his confidence, said he had anxiety. Not really sure what's going on with Ben Simmons, but I'll say this. Before we go blaming Ben Simmons for all this, Remember that NBA Commissioner Adam Silver has allowed all of it 
So we've had some very interesting things going on in the world of sports. Oh, and by the way, one brief note. If you get on a flight with Mike Tyson, just let the man be. Little advice for you. Hey, make sure that you are stopping by DailyDoseSports.com each week, finding all things dose-related, including our Daily Dose gear and links to our articles, links to the podcast, links to our YouTube videos. But today on the show, we are going to be previewing the 2022 NFL Draft. We have a few friends stopping by to take a look at the NFL offseason and what we might expect this weekend in the draft. We have so much to get to today on The Dose. Let's go ahead and get over to that right now. Joining us right now on The Daily Dose, we are bringing back some friends of The Dose, and we're going to be taking a look at what has been a wild offseason and what we might expect tomorrow night and into the weekend in the 2022 NFL Draft. First up, we have Mike from Castle Rock, who has joined us a number of times to talk all things sports and is now in a much better mood these days because the Broncos actually might be interesting again. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's always fun. It's uh, interesting that you could pick just about any month of the year and still talk to NFL. It's just year-round. It's constant. Joining us also, the veteran, Larry from Centennial, is joining us today on The Dose. You know, Larry missed our Super Bowl recap. He had some sort of an incident with a moose or something. I don't know exactly what went on. But he is back. We are excited to have him. Larry, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Clint. It's good to be back. Sorry I missed the uh, Super Bowl recap. Uh, love to hear it, though. So uh, good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Daily Dose IT President Big Rob is out and about. He is the hardest working man in show business. So he is, uh, I don't know, he's taking care of some things this week. But we'll be catching up with him very, very soon. Trust me on this. But gentlemen, this NFL offseason has been insane. We have seen wild moves. We have had surprises. I don't know if I can remember an offseason with this many crazy storylines in the NFL. Not like this. It might be the greatest offseason that I can remember. It has been that good. First and foremost, we have seen quarterback movement like we have never seen before. The Seattle Seahawks pack up Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson. They ship him to Denver. The Atlanta Falcons, they gave up on Matt Ryan finally. He goes to Indy. The New Orleans Saints bring back Jameis Winston. The Cleveland Browns take a huge risk by dealing for former Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson amid all of his legal issues. And then the big move, the Washington Commanders go get Carson Wentz. Mike, which of these moves do you think is the most impactful? Just quarterbacks. We will go into a couple other things in a minute, but just quarterbacks. What are the most impactful moves that you're seeing so far this offseason? It's going to be a total homer move, but yeah. it 100% is Russell Wilson to Denver. I mean, last couple of years, we've been saying this team is a, a good quarterback away from being in the playoffs. And they didn't just get a good quarterback. They got a great quarterback, yeah. a, a great young offense around him, a defense that is still very good, top 10, maybe, probably. It, I mean, it literally lit a fire in this community here. It's, it's hands down got to be Russell Wilson. Well, and you see Russell, and, and he's that guy. He, he's going to be at all the events. He's going to show up and take his offensive lineman to dinner. He's just that guy. He's already putting himself out into the community hard. We're seeing him everywhere right now. Russ is just out there. Larry, which one of these moves on the offseason has stood out to you the most uh, as far as quarterbacks? Wilson, a, a close, well, maybe not even a close second, but Deshaun Watson deal is a big deal. Yeah, it is. Like, you know, the whole contract implications that's spreading around. 
that will spread around guaranteed, you know, like we've not seen before. Uh, what uh, Houston got in return, what, what, you know, Cleveland gave up and he's still, you know, is still a question mark. Like, oh, that's, yeah. crazy. that's crazy to me that, 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 that deal uh, went down to the degree it did. Like, I think overall, that's the biggest, you know, the biggest deal, uh, of course, here in, in Denver. And, and you don't see that very often, right? You know, teams just don't give up on primetime quarterbacks. Just doesn't happen. So close second. Yeah. And that's a really interesting one because we know he kind of got cleared, but he's got some other legal things out there and we don't know what the NFL is going to do with him. And that, yeah, there's a lot of things still have to be sorted through concerning Deshaun Watson. We're going to talk about one of those things they're going to have to sort through. That's going to be interesting. Like we talked about, we have seen this massive shift in quarterback power and most all of it has come over to the AFC. We've got Josh Allen in Buffalo. We've got Patrick Mahomes in KC, Russell Wilson now in Denver, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Now Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, maybe Justin Herbert in Los Angeles with the chargers. That is a ton of quarterback talent and the Raiders invested in car. Yeah. yeah, And they, they, they re up his deal and they bring in a little bit of help for him on the NFC side. You've got Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm going to talk a little more about Tom Brady in Tampa. Matt Stafford in L.A. I guess Dak in Dallas. Other than that, what, what do you even have in the NFC? There's not a lot over there. Well, people keep wanting to make a big deal out of Kyler Murray, who hasn't like, yeah. he's been around for you know a couple minutes and hasn't right. really proven anything, I don't think. But they're trying. Yeah, that's that's another one, and that's a that's a good point because – He's a guy that's easy to get excited about, but we've seen it now the last two years. They kind of get a read on him, and I don't know if they just start waving their hands more, but all of a sudden he looks really short <laughs> the, the further into the season we get. And I don't know if that's, you know, by accident. It kind of seems like it doesn't. Uh, fellas, I want to uh, I want to do something real quick, and, and I'm going to spring this on you. I did not give you any preparation for this whatsoever, but I'm going to spring something on you real quick. I want to do a quick draft of the AFC quarterbacks. And we're not going to do all of them. We're going to do maybe seven or eight of them. But uh, Mike, if you were on the clock and you could pick any quarterback to build your team around in the AFC only, who would your first pick be? Oh boy. Uh, A year ago, it would have been an easier answer for me, but this last year made it tough. I'm probably going to buck the trend. I'm going to say Josh Allen. See, I, I don't think you're bucking the trend. I think that's the guy. I would have gone with Josh Allen too. If he had anything resembling a defense this last year, he might have been, you know, playing in a Super Bowl. Larry, you've got the number two pick in the AFC. Who would you be picking number two? I guess I'd have to go with Mahomes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would too. You know, I do think teams have got him figured out a little bit. Seems like they're starting to figure him out a little more. Yeah. Yeah. That improvisation that he always used to connect on seems to have, uh, uh, not worked out uh, as much as it did, but uh, still, you can't argue with his athleticism. No, you're right. And uh, and uh, intelligence. So I I'd go with Mahomes. Yeah, I think I think I would go there too. I am on the clock at number three. I'm going to struggle to do this because it's such a small sample size. But I'm going to go Burrow. I'm going to go mm-hmm. Joe Burrow at, at three, and I think he's that guy. I really do. I think he's going to be good for a while, 
But I also know guys that, you know, go to that Super Bowl, get trounced. A lot of them never, ever go back. But I'll go Burrow at three. Mike, you're up at four, and you might have the most interesting pick uh, of the whole thing right now because who would you take it for? I do. I First of all, I like your pick at three. I, I say this on every one of our podcasts. I've loved Burrow since he yeah. was uh, last year in, in uh, college there. Boy, it is a toss-up. It, it is neck and neck for me. Maybe because of the more mobility, I'm going to go Wilson. Yeah, I would too. That that was who I kind of had penciled in there. Russ is off the board. Larry, you're up at number five. A couple still very good quarterbacks out there. Who would you go at number five? Yeah, it gets harder, right? Way um, harder. <laughs> as, as we Getting go tougher along. every pick, yeah. Yeah. I guess I'd go with Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could understand that. I think I, I think I probably would too with his youth and yeah, and some and, of the things he can do. Yeah, I think what we've seen, like not 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 a ton, right? But um, the Chargers, you know, he's done some good stuff with the Chargers, right? Yeah. So yeah. based on youth and and what we've seen, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go with Herbert. I'd, yeah, I'd go I about that. I will go next, and there's a couple guys I could take here, but I think I would probably go Lamar next. He is an MVP. Still, sometimes you wonder, can he sit back and pick apart a defense? But I, I would probably go Lamar here. I think everybody's going to get maybe one more pick here. Mike, you're up next. And again, you've got a tough pick. To be honest with you, it kind of falls off a cliff now, doesn't it? It, it does. It really does. I mean, now, it really does. You know, he 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 plays well for that team. Yeah. I think he's a bit underrated. I'm going Tannehill. Okay. All right, Michael's Tannehill at number seven. Larry, you are up at number eight. Who are you going to take? I'll take Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't know. Oh, wow, that's a bold move. Yeah, I, I think there's not slim pickings. Like, you know, you could go with some established stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I, I just think in terms of, uh, you know, skill. Potential. Yeah, yeah. Potential. yeah. For sure, and and that's all it really is, right? I mean, yeah. Who knows how good a quarterback anybody is playing for Jacksonville? But based on how what you know how he came out, and and uh, I'll I'll do that. It's not based on his you know what he's done. What he's yet, done, right? yeah. So I've got the the ninth pick, and there's a couple ways I can go. I can go Matt Ryan, although the last few years he has not looked very strong. I can go Mac Jones, who looked good at times last year. I could even go to Sean Watson, but I don't know if I trust him being on the field mm -hmm. for that reason. I'll probably go Derek Carr. Yeah. Which yeah. brings us to our next point. With all this quarterback movement, the four AFC West teams are in the top nine. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about this the other day. The AFC West is loaded with quarterbacks. You've got Mahomes, you've got Wilson, you've got Herbert, you've got Carr. In the AFC West now, you have 17 Pro Bowls, you have two Super Bowl wins, you have seven times the Offensive Player of the Year, three times the Offensive Rookie of the Year. This division is insane. I was trying to think of a time when a division was this stacked with quarterback talent. In the late 70s, early 80s, the AFC Central, which doesn't even exist anymore, was really strong. The Pittsburgh Steelers had Terry Bradshaw. The Bengals had Kenny Anderson. The Houston Oilers had Dan Pastorini. And the Cleveland Browns had Brian Sype. That's a pretty good group there. At that time, there was just four in that division. In the mid-80s, it was, again, the AFC Central. You had Boomer in Cincinnati, 
You had Bernie Kosar in Cleveland, Warren Moon in Houston, Mark Malone in Pittsburgh. In the early 90s, you had the AFC East, which again kind of sounds weird, but you had Jim Kelly in Buffalo, Dan Marino in Miami, Ken O'Brien with the Jets, Jeff George with Indianapolis, and Hugh Millen with those New England Patriots. But I am trying to think of a time there has been this much talent at quarterback in one division. And there, I it's tough. There, there hasn't been. And here's the thing, too. You mentioned all the accolades for those guys, but look at the supporting cast around yeah. every one of them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The it's AFC West is going to be insane this year. Well, and, and, and I think it was smart, right? Like, I think it was smart of the Raiders to lock Carr out. Yeah. I think the Broncos obviously scored a home run. Uh, Mahomes is, has been there, and Herbert is there too. So that that's like you're kind of set up for a long time. I'm sure we'll get into it, but we, we know that, you know, there's no uh, infusion of QB talent coming out of the draft. So right, what right. you got is what you got here for, uh, you know, the time being and, and maybe the near future. So anybody who scored in terms of, you know, securing a quarterback and the AFC West did just that, I think, uh, yeah, it's it's stacked kind of locked up for at least the next couple seasons, right? Yeah. Speaking of that, Larry, and let's stick with you. Here's the question, I guess, that I'm thinking about. Does the AFC West dominate or do they beat each other up? A little of both, probably. Probably. Right? Yeah. I, I think they do beat each other up. Um, you, you know, we've seen it time and time again, specifically, you know, with the Patriots. Uh, man, if you can get through your division with, you know, easy wins, then it's great, right? Um, I, I think the AFC West will beat each other up and then it'll come back, uh, you know, to lock injuries, things like that. Yeah. But the top team coming out of the AFC West is going to be favored somewhat, maybe with some other teams, obviously, but uh, you've got to think that the division winner going through that division, regardless of, you know, what the, the injury outlook looks like would be kind of favored. You know, yeah. They'll be, they'll be tested for sure. Probably going to have a 10 win team in the AFC right. West miss the playoffs. Yeah. You could, you very easily could. And the division winner may be going on the road. Yeah. Real easily. It's only the one seed now. Right. Right. So the, the one seed gets that, you know, home advantage. Everyone else is, is going on the road. And I don't know if the West is going to be able to get a one seed because they're going to beat each other up and you're going to take some losses. Might be a little bit tough. Okay. Coming back. We have seen some quarterback movement in the NFL, but we also have a couple of quarterbacks that have been completely forgotten. Plus, we are going to look at teams that have improved the most this offseason, and we're going to look at a few that have also taken a step back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. 
sleep when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Fells, in all this quarterback movement, we have two quarterbacks that are pretty much completely forgotten. Mike, what in the world did the Cleveland Browns do with Baker Mayfield? (laughs) I don't know. That is such an either. interesting thing. There are teams out there that are quarterback starved. Yeah. And nobody has raised their hand and said, hey, we'll take him. We'll yeah. I mean, has anybody even offered a third round? I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard that. The scenes. I haven't heard of anything, any movement there at all. And here's the here's the deal. Cleveland may be playing it smart. Well, I think they Deshaun are. Deshaun can't play this year. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, Baker- you're right. Baker couldn't play last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. And if Deshaun is sitting, you do need a starter. Yep. I, I think he is being kept because they desperately need him. He's not the only guy we've forgotten about, though. Larry, what do the San Francisco 49ers do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Because they've got Trey Lance sitting there. I'm yeah. sure they want to move on to him. Has Is there another quarterback that gets less respect than Jimmy G? Like. Well. Yeah. Everybody's like, I, I yeah. want a new deal. I want a new contract. I want this. And yeah. Jimmy G's is like, I've won a lot of games over here. Like, I've, gone, here. I've gone to the Super Bowl. Like, he's yeah. done some, he hasn't been good, but he's done some good things. Yeah. Yeah. He has been forgotten, except for the, uh, you know, the women of the NFL. Who well, yeah. Love yeah. Him to death, they right? love him. They love him. He's numero uno. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. And, and I think it's a little bit different in that scenario because uh, San Francisco kind of doesn't know what to do, right? Right. Like, we're assuming that the Cleveland has a plan, right? Like, let's yeah. keep Baker because we might need him. But uh, San Fran is just in a pickle. They, they just they don't know what to do. Trey Lance isn't ready, I'm sure. Uh, Didn't look like it. Yeah, and and I would, you know, if I'm them, I would have hitched my wagon to Grappolo, you know, for – just to make a decision, and, right? Uh, but, but that's not the way it's turned out. So yeah, he is forgotten for sure. And I don't and know what you got to be frustrating as a Niners fan because that defense is yeah. Ugh. They have some pieces. I mean, they went pretty deep this year. Yeah, you got you had to come out of that year feeling like, hey, you know, we're a piece or two away, and now you're going, are we going to implode because yeah. we can't figure out our quarterback? Which is interesting, right? Because you know, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have yep. been kind of the uh, everybody's lauded them right for all yeah. the great things that they've done, but uh, I, I don't and and I don't know what you're supposed to do if you have two good quarterbacks and you have, or at least you have one and you have an opportunity to draft Trey Lance, you do it and right. it just doesn't work out sometimes, but uh, uh, doesn't feel like they're taking a hit for it and and maybe they shouldn't right? I mean they've done a lot of great things too. Is there any chance we could see them make a move with him during this coming draft? And say, hey, we've got a package. How about we move up in the draft? We got a guy we want to go get. We'll give you Jimmy G. So I think that is definitely a possibility. You know, the Los Angeles Rams win the Super Bowl. They have a number of free agents. But they go out, they sign Bobby Wagner. They sign Allen Robinson. They give Matt Stafford a huge extension. 
the Rams are spending money like drunken sailors on leave, and they're going to be in the hunt to repeat again. Mike, we haven't had a repeat Super Bowl champ since 2004. That was when the Patriots did it. The Rams are at least having a shot, aren't they, this year? Well, sure. I mean, it, at least to come out of the NFC because yeah. it is, as we were just discussing, it is so open, much less top heavy yeah. than the AFC. So, yeah, they they have a good shot. They absolutely do. I can't believe the way they have gone out and attacked this thing. You're thinking, well, they're going to lose a bunch of people. And don't get me wrong. They've lost people. They've lost Vaughn and they've lost a few. They're still going out and getting people, though. They are being very, very aggressive with, with the way they are defending, I guess, their their title. And I kind of like what they're doing. They're going to be something to, to deal with over there. But one team that will be standing in their way is those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who after losing to the Rams in a very tight game in the postseason, it was announced Tom Brady was done. He was hanging it up. He was retiring, never to play again. He got sick of his wife and kids in like two weeks. Tom is back, but head coach Bruce Arians is not back. He retired. He left defensive coordinator Todd Bowles in charge, which means, honestly, Tom Brady is completely running that offense. They re-signed Chris Godwin. They keep Leonard Fournette. Larry, with the NFC in the state that it is, the Buccaneers are a big-time contender in that NFC. And I have to think Tom Brady wants to go out on top, doesn't he? Well, for sure. That's what he wants. He wants to win, right? I mean, you don't get where he is and and retire and then decide you want to come out from retirement if that's not your ultimate goal. He's not just out there because he doesn't have anything else to do, right? And and they'll be in it. I I know Arians. I think he's going to be a bigger loss than people think. Uh, I do think Brady is kind of somewhat running the offense, and I think that's going to be trickier than he probably thinks it will be. But, yeah, I think they're a strong team. I don't know uh, off the top of my head if they had any major losses. I don't consider Gronk a major loss, and I think he's he is retired, right? Who knows? Yeah, he'll get, he'll get drunk and come back. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and and I really think that you know it was. I think Fournette is great, a, a great keep. I, I I think he does more to stabilize that offense than maybe people think. But yeah, uh, you're right. So, I, you know, I, they're, they're going to be in it. Uh, one team that we don't usually talk about, at least we haven't the last you know, few years, and that is the Miami Dolphins. They just missed the playoffs last year. They go 9-8. and eight. But remember this. They finished the season by winning eight of their last nine. Season ends. They missed the playoffs. They fire head coach Brian Flores. They sign a guy that wears a pocket protector in Mike McDaniel. Then they go make a monster deal for wide receiver Tyree Kill from Kansas City. And I'll be honest, I'm not fully sold on this team just yet, but make no mistake, they have a ton of speed. They have a little nerd head coach that might know how to use that speed. Mike, can Tua Tungavailoa really be a franchise quarterback and really make Miami an actual contender? That is the biggest question because they've surrounded surrounded him with some talent. So. They got a lot of unknowns there, though. You know, yeah, they do. I mean, he, he was showing some progress last year. Mm-hmm. Signing Teddy, I think, as a as a backup who knows his role as a backup and will mentor him, I think, is a big deal. But the coach, I, I, I honestly never heard of him before. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> is does he come in and have the Sean McVay influence, or is, is right. who knows? That, that's that's such a mystery. Well, and he's a guy that when I when you hear it and you see him, you go. But when you hear people talk about it, 
And some of the reviews from players, you're like, did they find something here? I don't know. I don't know what to think. I honestly, I look at that like he's either going to be great or he's going to be horrible. I don't know if there's any in between. And you don't know, can he manage? He's a young guy. Kind of a, a bizarre story. But when we were coaching high school basketball, with Russ McKinstry, Mike McDaniel went to our high school and he was outside of Russ's office after every game, you know, kind of, Hey coach, maybe you should think about this or, Hey, maybe you should think he's just that guy. He's just a little nerd. He's a dorky kid. You know, he's Aurora. He ended up going, I think to Yale and playing wide receiver out there. He's just kind of that guy going to be very interesting to see if he can coach up Tua, because like Mike said, there are some pieces there. And if Tua can be that guy, Miami might be stealing a playoff spot from somebody we're totally penciling in right now, but you just don't know. They're going to be very interesting to watch. You know, we have thought this was coming for a number of years, but it did finally happen. The Atlanta Falcons have quit. (laughs) They traded away Matt Ryan. I think they're going to go with Marcus Mariota. Not really sure. They are honestly one of the worst franchises in the NFL historically, and they are going to be in for some rough, rough years. Larry, are the Atlanta Falcons the Colorado Rockies of the NFL? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, and I don't know anything, right? But it, it's you know hard. more than they do. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to think about Atlanta actually competing because, again, I mean, this is it's not on the Russell Wilson type, you know, level because Matt Ryan is beyond you know his prime. But you know, you you. Really, you don't give up on quarterbacks if, you know, because you just never know what else you have. And he knows the system uh, is a good quarterback, but they chose uh, to move on. So you got to be thinking that they're in line for bottom dwelling and better draft picks next year. And so you might, you know, be entirely right. They may have quit already. Yeah. The tanking begins in Atlanta. And I mean, why not? I guess you're not doing anything anyways. Yeah. Yeah. They got nothing for him no, no they didn't yeah they I wanted to get rid of that money when i saw that trade i was too no they didn't they didn't get much for him i think they gave you know india a, a quarterback that maybe he, he'll fit what they want to do but yeah they didn't give much for him and it's not like you go okay well we we got rid of our our franchise guy but look at all that we you know accumulated for him yeah, you didn't. What did you get? Like a third rounder? You didn't no, really get anything. Indy won that trade. It, Big it, Ryan, you put him behind one of the best offensive lines now. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's what he was lacking in Atlanta. Indy won that trade hands down. Yeah, and, and you had and you'd had to do that, right? I mean, that's the only way you even do the deal because he can't move around. He, you know, he's right. He's getting killed every day. Yeah. So yeah. like they had no reason, I guess, to keep him. You might as well just funny because you'll have a team even like the Broncos and you'll see the Broncos got Mel they'll flounder, you know, the last few years and you'll hear people go, just burn it down. Keep in mind, this is what that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> when you burn it down, it looks like Atlanta and they're going to be horrible. They yeah. don't have any players. So be careful what you wish for. I know a lot of times as sports fans, we like to get mad and kick the Legos across the room, but it makes a big, big mess. One more story I want to touch on real quick before we jump into a couple of the things we've got lined up for these for these gentlemen today. A little bit of news came out last week, and that is that San Francisco, I guess, do everything wide receiver. Debo Samuel says he no longer wants to be a San Francisco 49er. We talked a little bit about Jimmy G, talked a little bit about Trey Lance. He says he wants to be traded. 
Mike, we're seeing this more and more. A player's like, I don't like the situation. I don't want to have to deal with a young quarterback or whatever we're doing here. I want more money. I want out. I want to go somewhere else. I want to take my talents to another place. Mike, is LeBron James to blame for all this? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. It, it is interesting, and, and, and it's, it's not as widespread as some of the other leagues, uh, yeah. NBA. I, I don't know. I don't like it. Is he fearful of the upcoming quarterback? I mean, the only statement I heard was that he doesn't want to be, he just wants to be a wide receiver, not a do-it-all guy. I don't know why, but whatever. He he is, that guy is such a dangerous weapon. Oh, I, I enjoy watching him play so much. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, he we're getting, we're getting a lot of me first guys and not team first. So, uh, you know, does he not want to stay and develop? What, what if, you know, Lance turns out to be, a phenom right, right. or something. You know? Well, and you have you have some good pieces there. It's not like he's there going, Well, I'm a one man team. No, you've got some things there. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't quite understand that. And I know he's in the final year of his contract. I get it. But wouldn't you be saying, Hey, re up me? I'm ready to go. Let's build this. Let's go. I yeah. I don't know if I get that mentality. Maybe I'm just, you know, get off my lawn guy, but I don't know. It just kind of feels weird to me. Larry, is am I out of my mind telling the kids to get off my lawn already? No, well, and it doesn't surprise anybody that he's a wide receiver, right? Like inevitably when you see folks do that, they come from that position more, more often than not. No, you're right. And he does deserve more money. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. Then, you know, go that path. I I don't know that San Francisco isn't willing to renegotiate, but then when you, you see and hear what, you know, the demand is from, from him, if that's his negotiating tactic, kind of probably needs to go back and figure out what has worked in the past, yeah. right? Because just trading him, if that's what he really wants, like, you know, back to what you said before, be careful what you ask for. Right, um, right. And, and, and I think also to your point, they've got good pieces there. You know, are you a guy that wants to grow up with the team and have great success right. or are you a guy who just wants out? And and we don't know if it's if it's really because of the money or if he thinks it's not a good a, a good fit. Just doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, you sit there and go, okay, we'll trade you. We'll trade you to Atlanta. We'll yeah. trade you to we'll trade you to Detroit. <laughs> right. And you know, be careful. You know what you wish for, gentlemen. Looking at this off season, we've had big movement. We know the draft is coming. We'll see who gets better there. But I want you to think about some of the teams who really stand out to you as having improved. This offseason, who would you look at and say they're on the rise? They got better or maybe they were already good, but they you know, took another step. Mike, are there any teams kind of standing out to you that you're looking oh, yeah. at going into the season and going, oh, that team got better? Yeah, well, absolutely. It, it's it's our it's our hometown team, Denver Broncos. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. in in the talk right now for a minimum of playoffs, if you know, maybe even hunting for the division, which we've been playoff dry for I don't know, five, six years, however yeah. long it's been too long. Um I, I think we we're just talking about this. I think Indy got better. I do too. I they got a much better quarterback. They already have one of the top running backs in football. Yeah. Very good offensive line. Yeah. Very good defense, underrated. I, I think Indy improved quite a bit. Chargers, you know, I mean, yeah, they might have. With the uh, uh, additions that they've made, there, there's a lot of teams that got better and um, some that <laughs> we're going to touch on those. I'll have it on the other end. We're going to go to that in just a minute. Yeah. Larry, Larry, what teams do you like that, that got better? And I know you're, you're going to be a fan of what Denver did. How could you not be, but who do you like yeah. that, that improved? Well, I, I think, can you get 
better by getting like Pittsburgh got better, right? Because then Rob sort of kind of addition by subtraction, <laughs> right? The Rams got better. I think the Rams got better. You know, beyond that, I don't know that there were any major you know differences uh, with teams and and what they did in the offense uh, off season other than the Rams just by signing those free agents. So, uh, you know, top of mind, uh, Rams got a little better. So, uh, and and I think we're talking about, you know, kind of small changes, but yeah. Right. I'm going to throw think it. Since he did a pretty good job too of showing up yeah. their biggest weakest weakness. They went and got some offensive line help and we know that was their Achilles heel, but yeah, they, I think they, they shored up some things there. I like what they did. You know, a team that I'm kind of looking at is a team that we picked last year to go to the Super Bowl. Buffalo went and got Von Miller. Tell me Von wouldn't have made a difference against Kansas City last year. You need one stop. One stop. Yeah. Hey, Von still has some gas in that tank. Uh, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that he isn't still a, especially in a postseason game, pin your ears back and go. Von might change Buffalo a little bit defensively, kind of like that. Okay, let's go to the other side. Huh. Mike. Who do you like that? Uh, or I guess who do you who do you not like? What are the the teams that you feel like they maybe got a little bit worse this offseason? Oh, for sure, Seattle. Yes, <laughs> you can say it begins and ends with Wilson, but look at the leadership they lost in Wagner. Yeah, yeah, that team is that team's going to struggle for a bit. Seattle got bad. It, it, we talked about Atlanta. Good lord, not by much, and there's still a couple guys out there. Maybe a potential trade here and there in the draft. Who knows what's going to happen. Not by a lot, but Kansas City took a step backwards, I think. I think they have to, yeah. don't they? You can't lose Tyreek Hill and just not feel it. He's special. Right. Right. I'm not a Tyreek yeah. fan, but he is a special player. He is a freak of nature. Yeah. You are going to feel him being gone. Larry, what about you? What what teams are you looking at got worse? Well, I was going to say uh, Kansas City for sure, yeah. right? Like Tyreek Hill definitely uh, impacts a game plan, right? So – uh, if you have to concentrate on him, then that makes it easier for Kansas City. So it, it'll be different for them to to try and replace that because I think that's been a luxury that that they've had. He doesn't get the ball every play, but you have to you, you, have you to just have to plan for him, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Green Bay, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did. You're right. They lose Devontae Adams and 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 I don't think they, you know, I don't think that relationship is is good. No, it can't be, can it? With Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's, there's now when he gets on the field, he'll play. But, of course, uh, you know, th- those types of things, I think, have an influence on, uh, uh, you know, on, you know, your attitude or demeanor or yeah. whatever it is. So he'll go play, but I don't think that, you know, it, that he's out there, you know, like he was before, maybe. Right. And then, of course, um, losing the big wide receiver is, is huge. Like that, I mean, best best wide receiver in the league, right? Yeah. You can't lose that and, and, and not feel it. Not so. feel it. And they already were kind of uh, short on weapons for him. Right. Lose lose a, a huge one. That's going to be felt. You know, yeah. uh, Mike, Mike talked about Seattle, and it's funny because when the trade went down, I actually heard from a couple of Seattle fans emailing, you know, the dose and stuff, and, and they're like, well, I just hope you know that uh, that Russell Wilson isn't as good as as he used to be, and I said, "Why? Well, I, I hope you know, <laughs> Drew Locke has never been good and is never going to be good." And like, if you think, well, hey, Denver didn't have a lot of coaching for Drew Locke. No, I get it. They didn't. 
He had, yeah. you know, different coordinator. And also he's dumb as a box of rocks. And there's no way to, to step around that. He's not a quarterback with any presence whatsoever. Yeah. He didn't have it. Yeah. And so coach him up all have, you want. Yeah. And you do have to wonder if they're looking at Locke as like the the quarterback right here. Or, or if they have something else planned, they're, you know, you see all the mock drafts that they have in Seattle maybe taking a quarterback. But yeah. again, if they do take a quarterback and, and Locke is still the best quarterback on your team, then Woo. yeah, not, not good. Not good. You know, yeah. uh, that, that NFC East, I'm a little concerned about that. Washington goes out and Carson Wentz. And I look at Carson and I go, that is not the guy that used to be Carson Wentz. I think I might have rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick than I would Wentz. Dallas lost some guys and they didn't replace them. How do you lose Randy Gregory? How do you lose Amari Cooper? Uh, I wonder if Dallas took a little bit of a step back. Yeah. Not that they were they were you know great. They got knocked out of the playoffs early last year and disappointed lost their tackle too and lost their tackle. Yeah, you're right. So uh, yeah, there's a few teams out there. Okay, coming back, we still need to get over to that 2022 NFL draft. Which positions have the most depth? Who is going to be the first pick off the board and which quarterbacks are going to be selective first? Plus, we are going to take a look at our hometown Denver Broncos needs in this 2022 NFL draft. We're going to do all of that when we get back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, fellas. Let's move forward to the NFL draft. The 2022 NFL draft begins tomorrow, Thursday night, 6 p.m. here, Mountain Standard Time in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Jacksonville Jaguars hold the top pick in the draft, and they desperately need it. Yeah, because, you know, it's, it's Isn't that of, an annual tradition now. Yes, every year. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because in a year of one of the greatest off seasons ever. Is this one of the worst drafts ever? We don't have a, a group of sexy top players that were going, hey, no. I can't wait to see where they end up. We don't have this quarterback that we're all going, oh, man, where's he going to go? Where's this running back going to end up? We don't have this. I would say this year's draft reminds me a little bit of 2013. And I don't know if you remember that, but the Kansas City Chiefs took Central Michigan offensive lineman Eric Fisher with the top pick. The Jaguars then took Luke Jokel with the next pick. And the Miami Dolphins then took Deion Jordan. That is an awful (laughs) first three picks. That's terrible. Having said that, don't forget in 2013, you had Travis Kelsey come out. You had Cordero Patterson come out, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Tyron Matthew. So, like, there's hope. You can find some people. But right now we're going to take a look at this NFL draft a little bit and kind of see if we can figure out maybe where some teams are going to go. Like I said, this is not a strong quarterback class. It's just not. We have a few guys that could be selected early, but I'm not completely sold on this quarterback class at all. We have Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett and his little tiny baby hands. Hey, Pickett is solid. He doesn't make horrible choices for the most part. He completes a high percentage of his passes. But every once in a while, 
he kind of thinks he's Brett Favre. Like he'll think he's a gunslinger. He'll try to force a pass into coverage where he shouldn't. He doesn't have a huge arm. He's okay. He's a nice uh, B plus, I guess. Uh, That doesn't mean he won't be a solid pro. He just might need the right situation. I don't know if he's going to come in and change your team. If I was going to compare him to someone, maybe it is someone like a Derek Carr. I don't know. Larry would pick it and his toddler sized hands scare you off at all. (laughs) I don't know that his hands would scare me. Yeah. You know, anything about, I think, you know, well, when I reviewed the recruiting tape. Yeah. Yeah. um, (laughs) A lot of hit and miss. Right. I, I, I think just considering taking, you know, somebody of his caliber high in the draft, that's what would scare me. Yeah. So whether it be Kenny Pickett or any of the others, unless you're a team that absolutely needs a quarterback and your plan is to plug him in, have him take their lumps, you know, if that's your plan, then you take the best, the one that, you know, you've evaluated as being the best. And if that's Pickett, you do it. But yeah, I think anybody would be nervous taking, taking them in the, in the top of the draft. Yeah, I, I would be real nervous. Next up, we have Liberty quarterback Malik Willis, who does have a big arm. He's a really capable scrambler. He can make plays with his legs. So maybe Willis is going to be the hidden gem in this draft. And yet, he's not a very big guy, six feet tall. There are times he doesn't see the field all that well. And there's also the question of what kind of competition did he face at Liberty? Like, he didn't see the best of the best. He's going to take some time to develop if he is going to be an NFL passer, I'm not sure he's a first-round talent. Mike, would you take a shot in the first round on Malik Willis? No, I wouldn't take a shot in the first round on any of these guys. I would neither. In 90% of every other year's drafts, none of these guys would be ranked no. as first-round quarterback. They're actually not ranked as first-round quarterbacks here anyway, but the, no. there's going to be two or three taken. Yeah. Such a, such a quarterback-desperate league. Yep. You know, I don't. Of all years to be trading away our top 10 pick, I'm okay with it this year because I'm fearful of them taking a quarterback and that'd be reaching way too high. Yeah. So I just, sure. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is that, is that the big drama of this year's draft? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> What's the over under three? I don't know. Well, I'm going to set that in just one second. I'm going to set that. We <laughs> also do have Ole Miss quarterback, Matt Corral, who to me might be the most intriguing of the group. I like his competitiveness. I like how athletic he is. Sometimes he makes bad choices. Sometimes he tries to do too much. He doesn't take care of the football well enough. I think Corral is worth a look on day two or day three. Yeah. Having said all this, I'm going to set the over-under on quarterbacks taken in the first round at 2.5. Ooh. Larry, are you betting the over or are you betting the under? You had to put the bet in the over. You're going over. I'll bet three at least. Okay. Okay, yeah. Mike, over under. Yeah, I'm thinking three. I, I, oh man, it's it's terrible. And he, here's the weird thing is, and I don't remember it being like this in in recent history either. There's eight teams that have two picks in the first round. Yeah, and we're going to talk about two of them. Uh, they've got picks in the top ten. Yeah, well, and both New York teams, both New York teams. Right. <laughs> and so, do you see someone take a flyer? Right. And That's say, why hey, we've got two. Who cares? Yep. Yeah, you might be right. I think we could see we could see three. And you know, it's funny to me, and we talk about this every year, but teams will watch all the tape. They'll watch them for three years or whatever, four years, and then they'll go, 
I mean, he's okay. But did you see how high he jumped at the combine? Who cares? Can he play? I don't care. I just want to know if he can play. It's just amazing how excited they get on draft day. Like they lose, you know. They lose their mind. They lose their minds. Yeah, for sure. Literally. Happens all the time. Happens every year. Every year, people fall in love with a player or specifically a quarterback based on how they looked in a pro day against an assistant coach with a broom (laughs) instead of how they looked for three years playing football. And they get scared, right? I mean, teams get scared. What if we miss them? What if we miss them? They're going to miss out on them, right? Yeah. Like Malik is the perfect example. Could he be that guy? And well, the only way you're going to find out is if you take him, right? And uh, you don't want somebody else to take him. So you end up taking him, right? They just get all excited and nervous and forget, you know, what they, what they put a yep. year into. Yeah. Here, here's the John Ross syndrome. Yeah. Well, yeah. They fall in love with a guy to combine and they go, well, maybe he's going to be, he's going to be that guy. Maybe he's going to probably isn't. It, here's, here's one of my concerns about Malik. And, and I like some of what I saw. If, if he fell to the right spot and you could develop him and you weren't in a hurry to put him on the field, I kind of like what he could bring to the table. We have seen Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, all get drafted very, very early, all shorter guys, six mm-hmm. foot and maybe under. You can't convince me every year there's just a six foot quarterback that's great. We don't have a history. And I'm not asking for, for John Elway, six, eight guys. But there's not a history of huge success by smaller quarterbacks. There's not very many of them. You left so, out Johnny Manziel, too. No, you're right. Because Johnny was another smaller guy, did nothing. But people were like, hey, he might be special. Uh, he might, but uh, probably not. Right. And so I, I would be, uh, I don't know, a little bit cautious. Don't forget, we do also have North Carolina Sam Howell, Cincinnati's Desmond Ritter, Iowa State's Brock Purdy, who knows of the daily dose because every time I watch him, he sucks. So I don't know how he knows, but he knows we will see how this quarterback class shapes up the Carolina Panthers, Pittsburgh Steelers, Seattle Seahawks, not to mention a few other teams. They've all got to be looking in the first round though. They, they have to be looking because they're, they're going to be desperate for someone. Another position to watch in this draft is the wide receiver position. There are some game changers in this draft. You've got USC's Drake London, Ohio State has a couple of kids coming out. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Alabama has Jamison Williams. Sky Moore is a kid out of Western Michigan. He puts up some crazy speed numbers. I think this draft has some really good quality wide receivers, but I don't know how deep it is. I think you're going to get maybe two or three rounds in, and you're going to see that start to fall off a cliff, where the strength of this draft to me is edge rusher, pass rusher, offensive lineman a little bit. Not the great left tackle, but the, hey, solid guard, decent center, good right tackle. Maybe he grows into something else. I think that's where the strength of this draft could be. Defensive backs will be very, very good. Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot. You are the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have the very first pick of the 2022 NFL draft. Hey, they have needs everywhere. Where do you think you go with that top pick? I don't know. It, it honestly, it kind of sucks to have the number one pick this year. It there, really there's a, does. A report out. Somebody asked that. I don't know if it was the GM or somebody in the organization. They said, "Yet yeah, nobody has called us about trading this." Pick. See, 
that's the problem because you say we'll trade down well no one wants it uh, yeah i mean do, do you take an evan neal and solidify one of the tackle spots do you take yeah. a an exciting edge rusher and you know uh, thibodeau or hutchinson right uh, you, you've got some options there you know what you, you got to build you and i are on the same boat here you got to build from the inside out and you got to protect yep. your franchise quarterback i i there you go. Go tackle i would too i think i'd go evan neal for that reason Larry, Larry, what are your thoughts there? You're you're the you're the Jags. Where do you go? 100. percent You got a franchise quarterback. I think you have to. You know, you're just that's your foundation. Yeah. You got to protect him. You're you're going nowhere. You're doing nothing if the guy can't. You know, if he's you know running for his life. So you got to protect him at all costs. Start building. Start building well, that old line. And a lot of times it's hard to pick that guy because hey, there's another sexy pick on the board this year. There's not. Oh, for sure. There's not a real sexy pick on the board. So maybe this is the year that you do go. Oh, okay. It's it's not sexy, but it's going to pay off later. We go get it, Evan Neal, or we go get one of those you know tackles that are on the board. It, we talked about this just a little bit. The New York Jets and the New York Giants are in a very similar position. They hold a pair of top ten picks. The Jets have the number four and the number ten pick. The Giants have the number five and the number seven pick. And both teams have a ton of things they need. They've got a lot of, of positions to fill. The Jets have the higher pick at number four. But the Giants probably have a little more value with two in the top seven. Do we have any faith whatsoever that either one of these franchises is going to make the, the draft really pay off? Because it should. They should come out of this going, we feel great about our future. Why do I just know that one, if not both, we're going to come out and go, yeah, you didn't really get what you should have gotten out of that. Mike, do you have any faith in the Jets or the Giants right now? No, not really. There's a reason why they, they're picking in the top 10. I mean, they've got multiple because of trades and whatnot, but I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I think the best scenario for either one of them is, is to take, because they have needs at every position. Yeah. Take your best player available. Agreed. At your higher pick. Yep. Trade your lower pick and get more picks. Yeah. Because they both need a ton of stuff. So I, I'd be surprised if both of them end up picking in the top 10. It may happen. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. But both those franchises are kind of a mess, a mess right now. Yeah, they are. And and we know, you know, we talked about it last year, why they didn't go out and, and the Giants go out and, and, and get offensive line help. You know, they they wanted to go sexy and it didn't really pay off. I know they would love to uh to kill Dave Gettleman somewhere along the lines, but Larry, do you have any reason for hope for, for either the Jets or the Giants, or are we just gonna go, yeah, let's see how they screw this up? No, I you know, I, I don't know what their front offices really are thinking. Uh, hopefully if they're thinking like Mike said, take best player available. Best player, right? yeah. Don't, yep. don't screw it up. Yep. Uh, there, there's this is a huge opportunity. Uh, if you just like use those the way that you should use them, right? That neither of these teams are winning the Super or one you know player away from winning the Super Bowl next year. Right. Use it. Use it the way it should be used. Yep. Take the the proven best player that you can get. Have them for you know five plus years. And you don't have to worry about that, you know, give, hopefully, right? Given that they're, you're yep. taking these guys and where you are in the draft. If you get enticed by the, the sexy pick or I don't, I don't know who that is, but if, if you do and then they're, then they're going to screw it up. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see either one of them doing that. Uh, yeah. You know, there are a couple of sleepers I want people to kind of keep in mind. I'm not sold on any of the quarterbacks, but I'll give you two players. Memphis wide receiver, Calvin Austin probably going to be a Friday or a Saturday guy, probably Saturday. He's so little. He's 5'8", he's 170. 
He is electric. Keep that kid in mind. If he could be a slot guy, but he could be a special teams guy. Performed very, very well at the Senior Bowl. And I know it's a blue blood program, but Clemson quarterback Mario Goodrich, he's going to be a steal for whoever gets him because he didn't get all the press. He can play. He, he's a big kid. Didn't allow a touchdown in 2021. Great instincts. And, and one of those guys that just has a nose for the ball. He just knows how to play football. couple names to keep in mind. Fellas, we are coming down to the end of our draft preview. And I don't want to drill down on every single pick and do a mock draft. We kind of talked about some of the best players that are out there. But to finish off, we're going to go full homer here. Our beloved Denver Broncos, what are we hoping that they do this weekend? Hey, they've already exceeded our goals by going and getting a bona fide quarterback. But they have a number of needs they still need to fill. They don't have a first-round pick because of the Russell Wilson trade, but they have a number two. They have two number threes. They have two number fours, a five, a six, and two sevens. That is nine total picks as things at least stand right now. Are there any positions or maybe even specific players that you're looking at and saying, hey, that would be a nice, nice fit here in Denver? Uh, There's a couple different ways they can go. But, Mike, do you have any players that you're looking at or just position that you're looking at and saying, man, I really hope Denver goes and gets this? Yeah, you're going to need the position that's positions that they need. Yeah. It's it's hard not to you're gonna have to steal somebody or find a gem since you're not picking in the first round. We need a middle right. linebacker. Right. Right. Yes. And I think by the time we pick late in the second, you're probably gonna be down to the fourth or fifth fifth ranked guy. Right. Which may or may not turn out. I don't know. They they need offensive line depth. Yep. For sure. Definitely. And in this division, with these like we we're talking about at the beginning, with these quarterbacks and all this talent, they need defensive backs. Yes, they do. It's more depth. I, I think I think those are the top three things. I, I'd be happy if they came away with some good production there. The last year, his first year as GM, oh, I think he had a home run with the draft. George Payton hit everything that you'd hope for. You got Patrick Sertan the second. Oh. You got Javante Williams. Yes. Both, both Baring Browning and Jonathan Cooper showed promise. So did safety Caden Stearns, who was, you know, fourth or fifth round. Uh yeah, some very, very positive things. I don't think we see Peyton take a quarterback again this year he didn't take one last year i don't think he's going to do it this year if he does it's going to be very very late and probably very meaningless on some level uh larry do you have anything that you're looking at out of the broncos and you're going man i hope they address this or maybe you've got a specific player that you'd like them to go after yeah i i don't know that i have a specific player i think it's we can all agree right that uh at this stage i think peyton had you know did as well as he possibly could last year too so i think but the problem now is, is that th- these guys that he picked are all young. Do we do we really Very. know whether they can the, their second year come in and 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 do what we think and want them to do? Right. I totally agree with Mike. Like, when was the last time we had uh, you know an Al Wilson? We yeah. just it, we really need that linebacker. Um, Dangerous. Right. And yeah. and I know the game's changed. Uh, you got to have somebody that can cover the tight end, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, which brings me to the tight end. I think we we absolutely need that. Now I don't know if it's Alberto. I don't know if it's the if we draft a kid out of CSU. Who's hey, him. I saw that kid up close in person up at Fort Collins. Trey McBride is a local kid. He is a Fort Morgan kid. Yeah. Went up to Colorado State and was dominant up there. And that kid has a motor. He goes yeah. hard every single play. I would love 
to see him in a Bronco uniform. Yeah. I just don't know if he if he's going to be available when they could get him. Right, exactly. So can you you know do you trade to get him? I, but to compete in you know the the, the way we need to, yeah. uh, you got to have that guy. You got to have that tight end for and, sure. Uh, and and if he's the guy, and I think he might be the only tight end in the top in the in the you know in the, at the top of the draft. He looked like the best. Uh, which tight might end. be why he goes really early, right? Yeah. So uh, it might not be there, but you can't just hand the job to Albert O. Uh, just because well he's got to stay healthy too he's been banged up himself right you got to have competition so they got to find somebody to compete with them to uh to push him uh because i don't know that he is that guy the the game changer that you know seems like the other teams in the afc west have so fellas are we good with being the walmart broncos is everybody is everybody comfortable with being the walmart (laughs) broncos how are we feeling about walton buying the buying the team when I when I go to the concession stands, I mean, I need to check myself out. I, don't, yes. I mean, I don't they, know. No, they'll have greeters. They'll have greeters, but you will have to check yourself out. <laughs> I, I, well, so here's the deal. Cronky uh, is, is is a Walmart family too, and yeah. look what he's done with the Avalanche. Look what he's done with the the Los Angeles Rams. And no, what's you're going right. on out there? I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. If, if well, it's the same mindset, it's the same family. That's the key. It's the that's same the key. Mindset. Yeah, because. Hey, he's got big money. He'll be the richest owner in the NFL. But like you said, is he going to be a good owner? There's a lot of rich owners that are terrible. Right. He'd have to prove that he's good. The money is exciting. I think that is at least promising. And we could probably go get official jerseys at Walmart was kind of cool. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy's pushing 80, right? Like, yeah. they, So you got to wonder if he's in it because he it's a passion of his or is he in it to make money? What we know about the the WalMarts are that they yeah. you know like to make money. They and, make money, and I'd I'd hate to uh, have it come down to that. There's also a problem of comparison, right? We're not going to get another Pat Bowen. There there was no there no. is no other Pat Bowen out there. No, so we're going to get a different type of owner. I'd like an owner that's got a lot of money. That like money, no object. Yeah, right? agreed. Uh, but I also don't want. I don't know that we want. The, this particular owner being the one calling the shots, you know, uh, because right. I, I just don't know how interested he, he I don't want be. a Jerry Jones. Exactly. No. And, and I also don't want a, um, a Mumford family that says, well, we're making enough money. We don't need to win. Exactly. We're making money. So yeah, yeah it, difference between rich owner and good owner. And, and that yes. could be oh, a, yeah. a very, very big difference. Fellas, I am hoping that we can run this back next week. And, uh, and do this again and take a look at how this draft actually goes. Maybe look at some way too early winners and losers. Maybe look at how this draft kind of shaped up. Is everyone good to do this again next week and kind of recap what we did see in the draft and then going forward, going into training camp? Everybody good to join us? I think Big Rob is in next week. 100%. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's plan maybe, on it. And, maybe, uh, maybe Clinton can carve out a couple seconds to, you know, Say congratulations to those DU pioneers. All right, there we go. What they what they do? <laughs> Was it number nine, Larry? I don't know. Just you know, another national championship. You know, number nine, right? Yeah. Yep. the The number of titles match the number of people watching on TV. Hey, I congrats <laughs> to the DU. <laughs> Finally, those poor kids at DU had a break in their life go their way. Uh, <laughs> All, all those Minnesota kids. Right. All those trust fund kids finally had a break. Yeah. Congrats to DU. Hey, speaking of hockey, 
Yeah, my, I don't, yeah, don't want to talk about found interest in hockey, by the way. You're, uh, you know what it I is. see you now on social media. Oh, yeah. you're at a game, I'm right? going to the Avs games. Yeah, you know, you know what it is. My wife loves the Avalanche and she keeps dragging me to hockey games. But, you know, we go to we go to see them play Carolina last week and we see just a shootout. One of the funnest games I've, I've probably ever been to in my life. And my kids are like, Dad, is that how every Avs game is? You know, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the heart to tell them. And no, it's not. You saw something amazing, but yeah, uh, yeah, we've been going to to a few Avalanche games because unlike the Nuggets, they actually you know are good and play hard. Um, we won't even bring up the Nuggets on this podcast today because I don't I don't want to make myself sick. But next week we won't have to either. So. Yeah, exactly. They'll be done. Uh, but hey, the the Avs are coming. They are going to be a contender for that Stanley Cup, which should be very exciting. For us here in Denver. Hey, I want to say thank you both so much for joining us for our NFL draft preview and kind of our offseason recap. Looking forward to doing this again next week and uh, and see if we can make sense of what takes place over the next few days in that NFL draft. Larry, do you have any closing thoughts for us? I don't. Well, just go, go <laughs> well, ahead. Words. Right. Usually no, I, I can always count on Larry for a closing thought. No, no, no. Just looking forward to it. I, I am really excited. You know, Mike said it at the beginning. Uh, things have changed around here in Denver. Yeah, um, yeah, for Things sure. have totally changed. Yep. Um, went to do seat improvement stadium the other day. Nothing. Your seat your seat didn't burn down, did it? It did not burn good, down. Good, good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't eligible either, Larry, huh? That, that, well, there just wasn't anything there. And that yeah. is different than the other uh, years. Like yep. typically there's something here, there, but there was nothing there. Things have changed around here. Totally looking forward to the draft. I know it's not an exciting draft, but no, it's not. You know, it, it may be one of those where we see a lot of teams moving. Yeah. And and that is kind of fun, you know, trades, evaluating trades, see yeah. where people decided to uh, either move up or move down. So um, from that perspective, it'll be interesting. Yeah. But, and, no, you're right, though, because it's not a great draft year. I'm going to be glued to it because it's drama. You you don't know what's going to happen next. Mike, okay. you got any closing thoughts for us? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I got a I got a not so bold prediction for the draft. Okay. I, I'm going to right. guess for the first time in a long time that there is not an offensive skill position taken in the top 10. Ooh. That's an interesting Pick. Well, Let that, me... That's true. We didn't really talk about too many running backs, right? Are they even a thing anymore? Uh, no, you'd be looking at wide receiver or a quarterback taken way, way too early. You're going to get real nervous on one of those second Jets or Giants picks, and you're going to yep. get real nervous on those Carolina Panthers because they might go get a quarterback way too early. Right. Seattle will be touch and go too. Going to be very interesting. The NFL, the only league where we would rather watch them pick teams than your playoffs. <laughs> but that's just how the NFL rolls. We would rather watch that than watch the NBA playoffs. Stanley Cup will be here, but everyone will still tune into the NFL because that is just how it is year-round. Fellas, we will run this back next week, but thank you both so much for joining us today. Thanks, Glenn. Always fun. Hey, next week on The Dose, like we said, we are going to be recapping the NFL draft that is taking place this weekend. And there is going to be a ton to cover. So be sure you stop by and be sure you let a friend know to do the same. If you want those way too early grades for your team's picks, we're going to have them right here. Hey, I want to say thank you to our illustrious panel, Mike and Larry, for stopping by the dose. 
and getting us ready for that NFL draft. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening to The Daily Dose every week. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the texts. Thank you for the tweets. Thank you for checking out the new stuff going on over at DailyDoseSports.com each week. But more than anything else, thank you so much for sharing the show, for sharing the podcast, for sharing the YouTube video, for sharing the articles with someone that you know. We absolutely love it when you do that. Have said thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all next Wednesday. Have a great week, everybody. Larry, are the Atlanta Falcons the Colorado Rockies of the NFL? (laughs) I don't know.